What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Always Race Day podcast. I am Connor Ferguson, here with Damon Helgewald, uh, presented today by Carl Auto Group. Uh, if you are in need of a car, and I looked it up, I heard an ad on the radio while listening to the KX No Sports Fanatics, Damon. Yeah. Carl Auto Group has Jeeps. Ooh, that's good. So we, we have confirmed Jeeps on the list. That's... I can get the whole list for you, but I, I encourage you to go to their website and check it out for yourself. See if there's a car in there that you might like. You might accidentally run into the car of your dreams that you could take home quick, easy, and hopefully with no dirt on you at the cleanest car dealership in the Midwest. That'd be the ideal plan anyway. I think so. Well, thanks uh, thanks again to Carl Auto Group for uh, being our presenting sponsor. Um, Damon, how how has your weekend been? You guys are probably wondering why there hasn't been a ton of content on the website on Monday, and I'll get to that in one second. But I want um, you to first. My weekend was great. I um, attended the inaugural Enjoy Illinois 300 in St. Louis. Um, it was fantastic. I've got a lot to talk about on that. Uh, probably not enough time to talk about it. But a lot to talk about, a lot of good things. in the morning if we need to. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, will, I will probably be in bed here in the next hour because today we had our uh, athletic department golf fundraiser tournament. And so I played in it in the morning and then worked the afternoon shift. So I have been at the golf course uh, from about mm, 7 o'clock this morning until literally 20 minutes ago. That's a day after a race, too. Yep. Yeah, you're putting in way more work than I did. I got home from the race about 9.45 last night. I've just been an anxiety-filled mess all day. So I have this, I have this thing. It's, you know, it's like the Ferguson Law, right? That's where I call it. Mm-hmm. His, uh, Newton's Isaac Newton, the big yeah. scientist, that guy, smart guy, I think. He's in a, lot of, he's in a lot of science books. Yeah, one of the first smart guys ever, I think. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Well, I, I assume people before him were smart. Just just some. Yeah, it just didn't like, you know, it's tough to write down who's smart, too, with no right. pencil. So anyways, um, he has one thing, like round things roll. Okay, so I kind of combine that with Murphy's Law, mm-hmm. which is the everything that can happen will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so what I have an issue with in in this house, in my house, or my apartment, just things break. Mm-hmm. So for the second time in two and a half weeks, I'm going to have to take my laptop in to be repaired. And there is not a razor blade that can fix the issue here, uh, but I spent two hours trying. So, Well, as they say, welcome to adulthood, my friend. I just, every dude, it's like, I feel like every week I'm like, I got to go get a replacement for this. I still have to go buy hockey sticks. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. I'm going to that off. That, that ain't going to happen. If any hockey companies out there, Bauer, any spokesperson from uh, CCM, uh, I already use your sticks. So if you're listening, please let me know. We'll, uh, we can trade some stuff out. We can work out a deal. All right. We'll get there someday. One day. Yeah, so I, 
I do want to also say very gracious to my boss because I just have his backup laptop. Uh, so I'm on an Apple now. Uh, and I've been using an Apple for, well, this is probably, okay. So it's the second time, but I have, I am very unexperienced with, uh, the Apple interface. And so like even trying to get onto the zoom meeting, I was like, where did my tab go? Who designed this crap? Yeah. 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 Computers are not fun. No, Um, it's just Apple. It's Apple products. No, it's not. I had to go buy an adapter to put the microphone into the laptop. I'll be honest with you. This computer that I currently am on is an Apple. And oh, that's fine. I just I feel like I feel like a little bit prissy. I'll be honest with you. I have a button. Um, I have a bush light right here, and I want to like put my pinky up because I feel like one of those people that like puts on a suit in the morning, and just because they want to look nice. Yeah, I don't put on a suit in the morning. And I have an Apple phone. So I'm saying HP is like the blue-collared American's computer. No, it's not. I have an HDMI port on the side of mine. I'm looking at it right now. There's actually an SD card slot on the right side. Yeah. I have who's one who's putting their pinky up now? What's that? Who's putting their pinky up now? All right, you got all these extra. You got all these extra I holes. Think, in your I take it to an Ankeny to get it repaired. Uh, if you guys, uh, I I am going to give them a free ad here. If you ever, if you've ever had like computer issues and you take it to Geek Squad or something, and they say like, "Yeah, we'll get it back to you in six weeks. We're going to send it to Charlotte, and when you get it back, there's going to be a big dent in the side of your laptop, like Geek Squad does." Pardon my French here, but fuck them. Uh, go down to Ankeny PC Repair, Google them. It's a guy uh, and his wife, both self-run business, uh, out of their house, and he very quick, very easy. Um, and very cheap for what he's doing. So if you guys ever need anything technology link repaired, call my guy Rob. Well, he better pay for that ad spot. He's paying for it. He's going to fix my device. So you're paying for it. I am. I'm going to pay him and tip him handsomely because of how it's a dude. It is like, he's one guy. He works very hard and he gets right back to you. Can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. What is your computer that's broke down again? It's an HP. All right. And you're using an Apple right now? Yes. All right. MacBook. Now now we know which company's working. Mine's broken because I slipped on it. I didn't, hey. step, I didn't step on the laptop. Hey. But I pressed I, down really hard because I slipped on some other crap. I have... Had this laptop for a very long time and have had zero issues. Well, that's fine. No, no, no. These are, these are very unique issues, Damon. Well, I'm just saying one computer works, one doesn't. I wouldn't be surprised if I opened my window for five minutes, a baseball flew in and broke my toe. Why would that happen? I'm just, that's the Ferguson law. Things break. Toe hasn't broken in a while. It's incredibly due. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk some racing, shall we? We might as well. We talked about everything else in the book, so let's talk actual things. You uh, you went to Gateway this weekend. Um, surprised me on Sunday. I had no clue you were going. Mm-hmm. How was um, it? I to answer the question, it was outstanding. Um, everything that it was was made up to be. 
It was a lot of fun. It was a great time. Um, it uh, it had some flaws, but as, as usual. But, yeah, it was kind of a last-minute thing. I didn't actually order tickets until Tuesday. Um, bought tickets, and I thought I was paying way too much for the seat itself. Well, normally when you buy off of a third-party site, you're getting – a digital ticket. I had mine was being shipped through UPS. Well, it gets here and it comes with a wristband on top of the actual ticket. And so I started figuring out what it was. Well, I got um, a hospitality deal for about two hours prior to the race, got four free drink tickets and free food for about two hours. I was wondering where, so Damon had just texted me and said, hold on one second. I'm having free food. Yep. (laughs) I said, what on earth could that mean? Like, (laughs) where are you getting this food from? Yep. That's sweet. She bought hospitality tickets without knowing it. Yeah, I did not know it. Um, The wristband showed up. Did you go with some friends or by yourself? No, I just went by myself. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, just went over by myself. I was listening to a podcast about that, like about if that's weird or not. I... I live in a town where there's a lot more people that are a lot younger than I am. So I get used to going out by myself. Um, but it, it was a blast. It was a, a great time. The, the event was hyped. I got there super early because I was afraid of how traffic was going to go. Um, and probably didn't need to get there as early as I did, but I was, I was there. Um, went over to the, so you know how speed used to do that race day live from the track? Yeah. The I wish they bring that back. Well, they did this last weekend. John Roberts, John Roberts and Kenny Wallace were there. Um, and it was, it was just like the old days. I remember watching it at Michigan when we would go to the races in Michigan. It's and literally college game day for NASCAR. It was. It was like an F1 race on the TV where you're pissed because you're watching a guy pass someone to get into 12th place from 13th. Uh, and that's what you've been watching for eight laps. You turn mm-hmm. on race day live and it, all, it of a sudden, was, all of a sudden you're watching college game day again. It was unbelievable. Um, a great crowd. Uh, Kenny was hilarious as usual. Uh, Kenny Wallace is probably one of the, the most fun characters to listen to. And he was talking about how being from the St. Louis area and getting a cup race to St. Louis is such a big deal. And, and it was because the crowd showed out. Yeah, that's the um, and, thing. Midwest racing fans are starved for mm-hmm. NASCAR stuff. And so what and happened? You're, you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm a World of Outlaws fan and their big races are almost all in the Midwest. And I love that. Yes, I encourage people to go to them, all of them. They're all great. Uh, but you still miss out on not having NASCAR in Iowa, not having Chicagoland anymore. You know, it's like for a while there, it was just Kansas. Yep. Well, I mean, last two, three years, it was just Kansas. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it was a it was a cool experience because, you know, they they had so many vendors. The place was packed. That picture when I sent it to you um, of the of the crowd. That was it like ten o'clock in the morning. That right? was ten o'clock. Yeah. That was at ten o'clock, like ten or eleven o'clock. The place was just jam packed, full of people. It was, and I love, time. I love that they put in work to these things that we are like, we want this back. It, like it, 
seemed like there's they've been sitting here listening to the fans for the past three years and said this Curtis Curtis Francois did a fantastic job. Um and and um what's his name? Is it Chris Blair, whoever the promoter of the track is? Unbelievable work uh for those guys. I'm gonna probably put something together here later on. Uh, just kind of doing like a, a good, bad, ugly type deal for that weekend because it was there was so many good things that I don't like. I said I don't think that this this time that we have allotted I can give give to explain how awesome the event was. The hospitality was great. Um, the only the only downside there was a couple of downsides. I guess not one, but there was a couple of downsides to the whole thing. First and foremost was the concession stand. You had to wait. I waited in line for about 40 minutes at the free concession stand that I was at. Was also okay. well, Damon. You know, no, what? listen, because there was there was not a lot of there was not a lot of people that had those wristbands. Because uh-huh. I sat in the section that they were selling them to, and there wasn't a lot of people in there with them on. So I thought it was just. Like you were about to say, though, I I thought it was just my area, right? But I go to the top of the stands and I look down and there's another concession stand booth that's not tied to it. And the line was a country mile long there, too. I mean, it they had a really bad system on how they were running things for the concession stand stuff. However, they did come out and, and come out with a statement and release this, a statement about, you know, how there was a lot of things that they could have done a little bit better on the concession stand and the waiting stuff and, and all those, those different things. And then the last, the other thing that was kind of um, disappointing, I guess, was just getting out of the facility itself. It's always a battle. Because they don't have an open way out because of where the front stretch sits in conjunction to the drag strip that's there as well. They only have crossover bridges. Right. And then it's like right next to the interstate too. So yeah, but they didn't actually, they actually routed everybody away from the interstate, had them going away from that, that interstate area. So it was kind of nice getting out. Once you got to your car and could get out of, out of line of traffic. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, literally leaving the racetrack. Um, I think that's the biggest crowd they've had for just about anything. Oh, it is, by far. By far the biggest crowd. And I, when they say it was a sold-out crowd, I mean, there was nobody. It looked like there were some seats open on the turn two. Yeah, and they were down underneath. Gotcha. They were down underneath, because it it did get pretty hot. for a while there, but they were underneath, but everything else, the, the front stretch grandstands, I was sitting next to people, the whole row that I was in was full and every, my entire section didn't have an an open seat to it. Um, it was, it was really cool. I mean, it was, um, to be able to say that you went to the first race there was even better, but, um, yeah, it was, it was all that they made it out to be and then some, to be quite honest with you. That's awesome. So in even with a race that some would say like wasn't as good as others, I enjoyed it. I really liked I, it. I, think I was, was gonna say I thought bias that were like very 
like even the finish was fantastic. It just like was anticlimactic and nothing happened on the last lap. It happened on the second to last lap. Right. And, and it was really, to be quite honest with you, I thought the race outside of maybe the, the first stage was a really, there was so much going on. And I know it's a lot easier to. Acquisition with, with no tire degradation. I, I mm-hmm. screw that word up every time. I know I'm saying it right halfway through, and then I just stop. Yeah. Um, but that the the need for track position with no fall off on the tires mm-hmm. was very unique, and I love it for that. I don't want to see that every week, obviously. I, Some of I these want see, I want to see tires wear is what I want to see. Right. We well, we saw some tires wear to the point where they just stopped tiring. Well, cost Chase Briscoe the lead. Kind of, yeah, I mean it did, but Cost Chase Briscoe the race, honestly. Yeah, they they struggled after that, but um, I think you know I think you bring a tire that wears at like a naturally, not blows out on the side, but naturally. Yeah, yeah obviously. But yeah, the, the cars um, with thirty-one lap tires on them were not getting passed. Right. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, there, the Kyle Bush, I think went the last 108 laps on the same left side tires. They only changed rights in the pit stop in stage three. Right. I think he went the last 108 on the same lefts, um, and that's that's kind of a problem there. But as as for a race itself, there was so much going on. There's a lot of storyline throughout the event, and I'm sure we'll talk about the big ones that came out of it. But the fact that you know people are saying, well, what what was this race different compared to to Texas? Well, there was passing going all over the racetrack. There was three wide all over the racetrack. You couldn't necessarily see it on TV. But it was a it was a great event all the way across. And I know that's easier to say when you're there in person, but you know, I haven't had a chance to watch the race on TV yet and see what it looked like there. But man, if it was anything like what we saw at the track, it was really, really good. And gotta give a cool special shout out to listen to and hear Tony Bachoven throughout the weekend. That was pretty dang cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um I know he, he's a big part of that racetrack as well down there, uh, bringing the Knoxville flair uh, down the gateway. So that's always fun to hear. Um, let's talk about the results of the race. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. Joey Logano winning on a new track. It's getting stupid. Not for him, it's not. No, no. He's smart. He's telling NASCAR right now we should go to 36 different tracks next season. Hey, they bring a, bring a race to Iowa. He's got a really good shot of winning it. Someone was in my replies trying to tell someone else. I was I didn't get any, into comment fights this weekend. They're proud of me. Though. It's a good start. Right. Did not read too many comments. I instead was at two parties, uh, one on Saturday, one Sunday, which is nice. But anyways, uh, it, by the way, is a wedding and a grad party. I don't I don't want to sound like the college kid that's going out with his friends just because. Because I'll do that, but I'll keep more of an eye on raising. Anyways. What was I talking about, Logano? Yes, winning races. It's it is crazy that I feel like it's a coincidence. But the reply, yeah, the reply girl is sitting here trying to tell this guy that 
Joey Logano is the best driver in NASCAR because they go to a new track and he wins because he's the first one that knows how to do everything there. And mm-hmm. she's like, everyone else just catches up to him. That's the only reason he doesn't have 30 wins a year. That's a hot take. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. Man, that is, that's a hot take if I've ever heard one. So Logano gets his uh, second one of the year. Um, Ross Chastain wrecked damn near the whole field. <laughs> not not damn near. He wrecked the whole field, basically. <laughs> I mean, it. and the, the coolest damn thing. I'm, you know, it all started in turn two with Denny and everything. And that's right where I was sitting. Like it, when Denny hit the wall, it was about, 200 yards right of my seat. It was on, it was, it was crazy. And so as they went, Oh, it was, it got loud when, when Denny got close to Ross. I hope there's people that went down from Indiana that learned how to cheer. Yeah. Yeah. I I could, I heard the crowd on the TV, like throughout the day. It was awesome. It was so funny because as, as Denny, kept getting slower and slower and, and I text you right about the time Ross was catching Denny I said Denny's going to total his car and Ross's and all he did was literally stop right in front of Ross and drove him damn near to uh, the gateway arch um, right so if, if you weren't watching the race Ross Chastain um, in the black number one car so he got into the back of Denny uh, put him in the wall, screwed their race up. And when Denny got his car back onto the track, anytime Ross was going to pass him. Now this, so how difficult it was to pass on the track was an, another unique thing I loved. I don't want to see it every week, but it gave gateway its own flavor, right? So Denny would run him up and down the racetrack. He ran him to the inside of the back stretch. Like in people are like, Okay, we got to park the 11. This is NASCAR's lost control of this race. Denny did not touch Ross's car with his car at all. Mm-mm. I thought that was the funniest thing is people are like, and I'm like, what do you want them to do? Park the whole field that's pissed at Ross? Well, I mean, they might as well have. You call, if you call a driver in for reckless driving, I will erupt on NASCAR like I would F1 for reckless driving without even touching the other guy. It was. I know damn near someone who is reckless driving every damn week in the series, in the Xfinity series, that isn't getting pulled off the racetrack. Right. He should be. Um, he wrecked the leader. Um, <laughs> um, I was I was gonna just breeze by it and not mention him because no, no, I, you have to mention. I that. do feel a little bad for him because I know he's trying. He's I, been trying for for years. His. I'm sorry. My patience so I, is shot. I just, I just mean like I can see there's effort being put in. And is there? I think so. The car was three seconds off the pace and qualifying I mean, I from the say, car in I front did, of them. I didn't say he was good. That's not trying. I just said I felt bad for dogging on a guy way too much. Because I feel like everyone else has dogged on Jesse Awuji in the Xfinity Series. If you didn't know who we were talking about, that's who we were talking about. Well, Everyone I mean, has dogged on him all week on social media, so I, I just feel bad piling on there. And I wanted to breeze over it and not mention him, but you have now forced me to start this segment off with Jesse Uji talk. We have we cannot talk about the cup race anymore. 
because you've transitioned us. No, I have not. I'm going back to <laughs> Ross. We're going back to another driver who drives reckless every single week. Um, you know, the the thing with with the whole Ross and Denny deal was people got pissed that Denny kept brake checking him in the corners and slowing him up and all that stuff. And it's not even close. I mean, Denny, Denny didn't touch him one time. Ross got scared, like legitimately got scared of when Denny was, was coming up behind him because you could see, or was, was uh, chasing Denny down. You could see Ross like, visibly slow down to get around Denny. He took a completely different line and Denny just kept running up beside him, you know, stopping, literally coming to a complete stop in turn two on the curb right in front of Ross uh, was, was the best thing in the world. And then Ross decided, you know what? Uh, I wasn't done punting people. So I go and punt Chase Elliott off of four and um, Denny then decided to try to get Ross out of the race by not letting him pass the DVP, which was kind of cool. Uh, unfortunately, he did not make it happen. But, you know, and then for Ross to come out after the race and say that. I'll ask you what, what you thought of his comments. Uh, you know, he is, I, I'm glad that he owned them. However, He's also said multiple things that have completely turned that those comments, right? Considering after the the Coda win and you know some of the other incidences he's had in his career with other drivers, um, you know, what's what's there to say that this was not just normal Ross because it's kind of become the thing with him, right? He runs over everybody and anybody, and he's never woe is me after the race, though. Yeah, until now. He did on Sunday. What, like, I thought I I agree with your sentiment that like he did own it, which was great. But I yep. did not think you're gonna woe is me yourself at that one. Like, no. And and don't like you're either going to be. Yeah, I thought that was weird. It's like he took a heel turn to the good side. Yeah. He's probably getting tired of people like you and me dogging on him, but guess what? I'm my mind's made up on the guy. That's right. Our podcast clips go straight to him. Yeah. My I I am you know By the way, if you're the if you're the mole sending those to Ross, we didn't tell you to do that. So stop it and go buy a car at Carl Auto. I am just a minute. I'm I'm not changing my narrative on the guy. He's just, you know, it's it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. If you're hearing all these dings, I'm getting all of Chris's text messages. So. Oh, I bet that's cool. <laughs> I, I don't read them on purpose. <laughs> go and you can go and right click and close the message tab. So then it doesn't pop up. Hold on. You should be able to. <laughs> I can't, I don't want to get out of the recording to do that. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, you should be all right. But, um, you know, Ross, Ross's deal, uh, it's, hang on, hang on, hold on one second. Let me tell you. No, you're good. Control. Hit the control key on the keyboard and control then click. And, right click. and then just click in general. Oh, and then it should pop up and it should say at the bottom. Let me just. Uh, nothing pops up. It says translate to English. I think let me I just, just. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to screen share. Okay. 
No, hold on. I got the messages tab here. Yep. Options. If you click on the message look, like the actual messaging icon on the dock. Mm-hmm. Can I click can I, on it? Just click on it. I did that. And it opens up, right? Shows yeah. like all if of I it. If I close it, it'll stop. You should go down to where it says quit messages and it should stop. Yes. Quit messages. Up in the upper oh. left, you oh. click messages quit. and it drops a menu bar down. I hope. Okay. I hit quit. So we'll see yep. if that works. All right. But this uh, is talk. Um, let's see. <laughs> if you weren't illiterate in apples, this wouldn't have been a problem. But hey, can't if, help it. You, uh, if if they sold laptops with ports on the side, so I didn't have to spend an additional seventy dollars. I don't know about you, but mine do. So that's fair. Um, All I'm saying is, it's it's shitty to do a product like that, or slow your phones down uh, so that everyone buys the new ones. Oh, or uh, change the charger every new phone that comes out. Yeah, that's annoying. I'll give you should that. I keep, should I keep going? I'll give you that one. That one's annoying. But I, I have ports. That too, the last one, but yes. I have ports on the side of my computer, so that, that doesn't work. Anyway, back to topic. Not, um, HDMI. This is important. Huh? Do you have an HDMI port? No, I don't need HDMI. See, I use HDMI a lot. I like HDMI. I don't need it. How I get the race on my TV. I have a TV for that. Um. Anyway, back to topic. Ross running over the entire field and then coming out and saying, "Woe is me! Woe is me!" is really ridiculous. To be quite honest with you, I don't. I don't like shallow it. and pedantic. I, I don't like it. Um, you know, if you're going to run over. Everybody, the first, you know, 14, 15, 16 races we've had this year and decide whatever it is, 15, okay? So you're going to run over people for the first 14 races of the year and then race 15 decide, yeah, I'm tired of everybody yelling and dogging on me, so I'm going to be nice and then I'm just going to go woe is me after the race and hope everything's good. I can guarantee you that Denny Hamlin is going to take his first chance that he can get and dump Ross. And I can guarantee you that Chase Elliott is going to do the same damn thing. Denny said that in his quote. I know he did. He said, we've all learned the hard way. He's going to learn the hard way. Damn it. Yep, didn't work. Um, But, yes, I 100% agree that is the case. All right, so let's – We'll keep going. We're going to go all around uh, the racing world because um, on Sunday I ended up staying at home watching both NASCAR and IndyCar at the same time. I put a little more emphasis on the NASCAR race, but the IndyCar race got over uh, like an hour and a half before the NASCAR race did, maybe an hour. Um, so that made it a little easier. But I like I wanted to see the atmosphere at Gateway, so I had that one turned up, and then, like, halfway through, I think I turned IndyCar up way more. But uh, Will Power gets the win. Alexander Rossi uh, nailed the strategy just one lap short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that he almost won a race in the 27 car after what we've been talking about the last three years is, like, 
they played strategy perfect. I think Nick Yeoman tweeted it, you know, started what, like 12th or 13th or something like that and and ended up finishing wherever he did second, I guess. Is that where he ended up or where, where did he finish? One, I forgot you were at the race, so it's impossible for you to follow it. No, yeah, I couldn't. So the red tires uh, in practice were like falling off by five seconds. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone took that number of five seconds and hold on. I'm going to options here. I don't want to mark it as red. Oh, turn off. I think I did it. Anyway, okay. So the red tires, the soft tires that IndyCar had for Detroit were wearing so heavily. But I think once drivers saw them wear, like during the first half of whatever lap they were on at Detroit, they got off the gas more. So the five second of fall off that they thought they were going to have was like three. Mm-hmm. So like there was guys that I think both Jimmy Johnson um, – and Jack Harvey, I think, were on pit road on after lap two of the race because they're like, these tires are going to wear so heavily, you just screw it. And I don't think that strategy did not pay off at all for them. Right. They don't caution the entire race. So you go through, uh, and Will Powers ending the race on the Reds. Mm-hmm. And so Rossi's just coming and you're kind of waiting for the fall off to come. You're waiting, you're waiting. And it comes very, very late. And Rossi crossed the line like exactly one second behind willpower. Yep. So six winners in seven races for IndyCar, I believe. Yes. That was their seventh yeah. race. I think, uh, I think Nick Yeoman tweeted it the best though, and said that, you know, they played the strategy perfect. They did. Um, you know, Will Will Power played the strategy perfect. He didn't have a great starting spot and played the strategy game and got himself up front. And Rossi didn't have a great starting spot and played the strategy game and got himself up front with a chance to win. And so um, at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for is a chance to win. Absolutely. Um, I was talking about Sunday too. Sorry I'm jumping around, guys. I'm, I'm going to get – I'll have my headspace right on Wednesday morning when I wake up. I promise you. So Sunday, I was going to go up to Houston. I'm glad I didn't because the race got rained out ultimately. Ultimately, I hate that for the fans because if I, even if I went up there and it got rained out, I would have tried to find Todd Queering and do a big story on, on what Houston's has gone through and spotlight them uh, more, and it sucks for them. But we'll be down there later in June for four days now uh, for that one extra day of racing before a major event, um, and I love that. What do you uh, – do you like the postponement then to them? Yeah. Yeah, why not? There's you're, people complaining, like, run it the next day, and I'm like – No. You you're going to have a win on a week and just do it. Like, my, I mean, I'd rather have a Wednesday race added on to the Thursday through Saturday than I would a Monday night. With With the schedule that the Outlaws currently run, there's just no – Very way. rare that they ever do the next day. Yeah, there's no way you can – It's a situation where they could have, but I think you got to – you would have to have not had that major event coming up later in the month. And let's be honest, you know, it was a, it was a Sunday. Who's going to go? How many more people are going to show up for a Monday night race? Well, it's going to be less. You know, exactly. So you're thinking as a promoter, your best chances, you've got the series coming back for three days later on. 
you might as well just tag on to one of those days. And that's what they and did. My, my money, everybody, it's a crown jewel. It's a crown jewel race. It's going to pay a hundred grand. So, and I love, I love that. And we're going to go to a race that pays 10 times that much this week for always race. They will be on Ricky Weiss's car, picking up the stickers Tuesday. If you want, are you hand delivering them? I am. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Came together a little late. Nice. I, well, I just told the guys, like, I need them done by this day. He's like, I'll have them done that day. Perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. Sounds good. When I say by this day, does not mean right at that day. Well, it's not his fault. I'm just saying. It's, it's no one's fault, really. Um, I'm just saying. Get it done as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not selling that anybody. Um, we'll see how they turn out uh, as well. But if you'd like a official race size sponsor decal from the biggest race car driver and race that we've ever sponsored, let me know. We can sell you them. $28. No, I'm kidding. We'll just give you a sticker. Let me know if you want a sticker. And if they turn out well, we'll have – I'm going to get more if they turn out well. But – it was a short notice. I needed a guy. I found a guy. I don't know if I would promote it like that. What? Like, I, so I have a laptop. It guy. sounds like it sounds like you went and found Guido on the side of the corner and be like, Guido, make sticker, me a sticker. sticker guy, my old sticker guy is Carson McCarl's sticker guy, except I didn't want to text Carson and throw an extra problem on his plate to handle on short notice. Mm-hmm. So I called my close friends first, and I found a guy. That's all you got to do. Yeah. So I'll let you know if it turns out really well and all that. I'll, uh, I'm, just, I'm throwing out the free ads this week. Yeah, you are. Free ad week on always race day. You really need to start promoting these, Connor. Okay. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start asking for a discount for an ad. This, is, this isn't going to work. Going to need more. <laughs> going to need more. <laughs> I just like to uh, spotlight people that are very nice to me. That explains a lot. It's one of those cases. Anyways, uh, the Eldora Million is this week. It's Thursday. We'll be in Eldora Wednesday and Thursday. I think I'm staying two hours away from the racetrack. Uh, my buddy Jacob Hortz. Uh, he's a reporter. Follow him. Uh, that's another ad. <laughs> Dan's just giving me the shittiest face. Oh, I'm sorry. This, God. this podcast has gone everywhere. There's 116 cars in that entry list, Damon, and I would wager that we have more. Oh, probably. I mean, there's still time, right? They don't have a cutoff. With how late they're being added, it seems like you can, like, I could, I mean, I think I could enter the race if I just applied and got myself on the just entry. Take I don't have your, a car. Hey, take your car, and you never know if you could enter anyway. If I took a uh, sledgehammer, to the top of it, I could probably flatten it out enough. I don't think that's what they're worried about. I think you just need to make sure it's skewed out to the right a little bit, and you'll be good. Oh, that's that's where we're going to get screwed up then. Yeah, you need to just basically bust the whole back axle and set it on a whole nother, another notch to the right. Yeah, like Tyler Courtney was the last official entry uh, as of today, uh, and that's up to 117. So – I think some of this is just like a formality of sending in your paperwork because he's right. obviously announced it months ago. Right. 
Right. I am excited though. It's going to be awesome. I hope Ricky Weiss wins. I can promise. What do you think of uh, Tony Stewart has promised a racetrack that's good? Yep. He has. What do you Um, think of the video? Because I know I know you saw it. You brought the attention to it to me. Yeah, he has spent hours upon hours upon hours at Eldora working that track. Uh, the guy gets inducted into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame on Saturday and is back working at the track Saturday night. Like, the the guy's spending more time there than he is anywhere else right now, and that's probably the best thing for, for the uh, – for the racetrack, especially after what we saw. So uh, I love it. It's a great thing. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm thinking that they'll figure it out. We've seen like, I don't know why it was bad this year in the first place. At all. Well, like Tony said, they changed surface a little bit and it hasn't gotten what they expected it to get like the rain. They haven't gotten, you know, they haven't gotten the chance to, to really do, what they anticipated it to be. So um, it definitely is not ideal by any means, but to show that they're at least putting in the time and the effort for it is, is big. I think uh, Connor McDavid just screwed two goals in like a minute. Sorry, I got a notification on my phone. That kid's impressive. Dial it in. Keep it on keep it on the rails. Might be he might be a better keep, no, 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 no. But I won't say he's better than Dale Earnhardt. No, keep it keep it on the rails. Put the train back on the tracks. Dial it in. I did a super cross jump back onto the racetrack. I ain't got enough time in the day. Running out of hours. Dial it in. All right. All right. Uh you got anything else for Eldora? I know Devin Moran's running a cool-looking throwback scheme. Chris Ferguson's new scheme is on our uh, Twitter page. It looks pretty sexy. Yeah, I think it'll be cool uh, to see a lot of those entries and see who uh, who decides to put down for a mill. It's, it's going to – I want to see that driver, like, just in the next few months, like what they do. Like, is there the stuff going to get faster? Is it is the toter home going to get a new wrap? No, the toter home is going to get fuel. Is the toter home going to have a new toter home to go with it? Toter home is going to get fuel to get to the next race. No kidding. That's that's <laughs> something. Can't wait for it to go down. One of these days. If I keep saying it every day, it's going to go down. It's going to go down. It can't always go up. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it certainly has proven that statement wrong. I learned that in Economy 101 with my Welsh teacher. All right. That was one of the two things I learned my entire semester. So that It can't go, go up? No, well, no. If gas prices only ever went up, everything would crash. But I feel like it's a pretty hollow statement. At its core. I think it's uh, pretty self-explanatory right now. The theory, I don't, I was not paying attention. <laughs> just, I was preparing for, 
to go cover a high school football game. So I was looking up at stats of like four random guys that like are standouts on the team and how they're doing this year, what offers they have. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden he starts talking about gas prices and he's like, well, if they, if the price has to change this many times in a year and it always goes up, then there will be no more money left in the world. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's a good point. <laughs> it's a very confusing, like, I guess, yeah. Like, the hypothetical is. No, yeah. he's got a point. Well, right. <laughs> it's a kind of a weird way to go. <laughs> it's a great, it's a weird way to go, but he's got a point. Guy might know what he's talking about. You probably should have listened more. <laughs> Do you got anything before we leave? Buddy Kofoid almost made USAC midget history. He still kind of has. He has four. He got four wins in a row. He's going for five and got second last night, I think. Yeah, man, it, not a not a whole lot more that uh, that he can do. I did read something on Twitter to, or this week uh, to expect Buddy Kofoid more in some of the uh, lower tier Arca stuff, like the Arca East, Arca West kind of stuff, um, and and some super late models, and more pavement things. Right. All right. That's uh, that's all we got. I'm leaving for Eldora on Wednesday. You guys are going to get travel tweets and shit. I'm sure my car will break down on the way. Something's got to break, right? Well, you really need to have a positive outlook on this. All right. I'm excited. It's the biggest race I've ever covered. Well, then, then don't Unless you count the Iowa point. Corn 300 of 2017. Was it? Hey, that it was, was the, one we met. It was 2019 that, when we met. That, no, it wasn't. It was 2017. No way it was that long ago. It was 18 or 17 or 18. It was 18 or 19. Well, then we met in 18. We didn't start working together until 19. 20. No, 19. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We got it figured out now. I know. I like it. I got it dialed in. (laughs) All right. Thanks. uh, Thanks, y'all, for listening. Thanks to our Carl Auto Group. And uh, y'all have an amazing week. Uh, We'll try to do. I'm going to try to do some podcasts this week, some bonus stuff. Uh, I'll call Damon. I don't know what he's doing, but we'll figure it out.